So I, w- I was thinking recently about songs, thinking about the song that we're, we're, we're looking at today and how it fits in with, uh, with the other music that I, that I've listened to. And immediately when I hear Gloria, I think about a hymn. I think about Christmas hymns, like Gloria in Excelsius Deo. Yeah. Is that Angels We Have Heard on High? Yeah. So I think we might be able to consider this like an early 80s pop hymn. Sure. Can, can you call it that? Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's become like a pop hymn over the years. I think so too. Yeah. Certainly taken on different meanings that we'll get into. Yeah. So we're looking at uh, today on Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we're looking at Gloria by Laura Branigan, which has uh, had a bit of a resurgence in pop culture over the last number of years. Yes, both as a NHL Stanley Cup celebratory thing yeah, and also used just before they stormed the Capitol. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, so there's a lot of different things going on. Yeah, and we'll we'll dive into oh, yeah. into that uh, later on. But uh, let's let's jump into the song. Let's jump into the artist Laura Branigan. Yeah, this is her debut album. Yeah, her debut single mm-hmm. as well. She started as a well, she was a backup singer for Leonard Cohen. I'm not sure. She, I'm sure she started doing something before that, but she was a backup singer for Leonard Cohen. And ended up being discovered in New York City, singing at a club, from what I gather. And that that's kind of amazing too, right? Like Leonard Cohen, backup singer for Leonard Cohen. And, you know, think of, of him what you will. Um, and Leonard Cohen has the, such an amazing sort of uh, volume of, of music. It sort of spans all sorts of different genres. But you go from like backup singer for, singer for Leonard Cohen to, to Gloria. Oh, yeah. That's quite a pendulum swing, I think, right? Yeah. And Gloria, the song, was recommended her to her by her producer, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he played keys on the original yes. Gloria. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Greg Matheson, right? Right, okay. Yeah. And so the original one is by, let me get his name. Umberto Tazzi. Exactly. And so there was that version that came out in 1979. It was yeah. a hit in non-English speaking European countries. Yeah. Yeah. So several countries did really well. Yeah, and it's a, it's not a bad version of the song. Well, yeah. I guess it's the original version yeah. of the song, right? But you can hear the the it, it well, we'll play it right here. Yeah. As you can tell, it sounds just like Gloria. Yeah. But the difference, of course, is the male singing and the lyrics aren't mm-hmm. saying the same thing at all. So I got a translation here, tra- yeah. like a transliteration. Oh, okay. He says, Gloria, you are missing in the air. Uh, though, of course, this is Google Translate, so apologies to our Italian listeners who would know that I'm butchering this. Mm-hmm. Gloria, you are missing in the air, missing one hand that works slowly. This mouth misses you. What food he no longer touches, and always the story, let me call her Gloria. 
It's it's amazing that they didn't use those exact lyrics exactly. in the English version. Yeah. So that was uh, that that version. So I guess it's a more word pictures, and yeah. they may make more sense in the original language than yeah, they, they don't translate over well here. Yeah. Now that was the first version, mm-hmm. the original, and then Jonathan King from England. He has his own version. Oh, okay. That he put out I think the same year, not too long afterwards, and he wrote his own lyrics to it. And let me just read you some of them. Actually, let me play a little bit of them here. As you can tell with these lyrics, they don't have quite the emotional punch that the, the final version no. of Gloria yeah. does. This song is about a guy who's longing for this idea of a girl named Gloria. Yeah. And he says he's going to keep looking for this idea and no one believes him. But the thing is, she doesn't exist. The only existence had and he's going to bring her into reality somehow. And he has this line where he says... It's like Don Quixote. Yeah, he says... Um, oh, I gotta... Let me find it here, Frank. This is crazy. It's awful. <laughs> this, so, Gloria, they will talk about you. They'll talk about your beauty. They'll talk about your loyalty. How when I'm with you, Gloria, all my life takes on new meaning. I'm like, loyalty? <laughs> what? This actually sounds like it might be the reverse side where you're like saying, hey, Gloria, not this guy. You don't want this guy. Where he says, loyalty, that just feels really creepy. Yeah. yeah, What also is really creepy is Jonathan King did go to prison for um, child abuse. Oh. Yeah. Also, he was the guy who discovered Genesis, the Peter Gabriel and, and the boys. But they ended up in a big lawsuit because he produced their first album, which they didn't like. Yeah. So they got away from him. So Jonathan King, that's two, that's three strikes against you. Yeah. One, what you did to Genesis. Two, how you wrote the lyrics to this song. And three, of course, well, the yeah. big one, which yeah. is so, horrible. Yeah. So the, the scales are tipped well out of your favor, Mr. Now, King. Now, Laura Brannigan's version is incredible. This is the best version. This is the best sounding version. And through a woman's voice, it brings on way more yeah. meaning. Now, she didn't write the lyrics. No. Lyrics written by Trevor Veitch, Veitch, Veitch. who is a Canadian. Uh, yeah. Yep. And he changed up the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, the the, the lyrics um, in, in uh, Laura Brannigan's version are... Um, she describes it as a girl that's running too fast for her own footsteps. Yeah, that captures it. Yeah. So it's someone who's who's out of control, who's who's desperately trying to get into control, but is just completely like past the point of no return. Yeah. And so some people talk about this as an aging woman who's who's trying too hard to get a guy. That was one version I read on I yeah. think one of these song meanings websites. Yeah. But there's an interview with Laura Branigan from that era 
or I think a bit later, where she talked about how she was thinking about the club kids who mm-hmm. would go to those New York clubs and she was just feeling for them and their lives kind of slipping away or making these choices that would yeah. affect them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the whole, uh, I mean, I can sympathize with Gloria, I think. And, and this, like someone who's chasing after something who's a little bit out of control trying to trying to chase something down, like... I think I've been there before. I think I might still be there. I don't know. Are you planning to take a lover in the afternoon, Frank? This afternoon? Maybe. <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what the afternoon brings. <laughs> I love that line. It belongs in a, in a past history that when it comes up, it's like, wow, are these aristocrats? They take lovers. <laughs> it, it just seems like... It seems dirty, but in a classy way. Yeah. So classy dirty. Classy dirty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's it. Now the song does incredibly well. It never reaches yeah. number one in Canada. It does. Oh, it does. Okay, sorry. Canada yeah. and and in Australia. Right in the states, it's held off by Mickey. Yes, which is produced by I think, or at least Trevor Veitch is involved in that one too. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, he is actually. I think he produced it. So, but even though it never reaches number one, it's a massive hit. And yeah. if anything, it outsells most number ones that, that came and went, which mm-hmm. goes to show you that whatever number one means doesn't mean a lot in the long scheme of yeah. history yeah. here. Well, I mean, I think I think Mickey, I mean, Mickey goes down as a, well, I, and again, we, we hate, to, hate to use the term here, but I think both of these songs would be considered one hit wonders. But I would give uh, Laura Branigan little more credit and uh and cultural weight for gloria over mickey uh sorry over mickey by uh tony basil right i mean and she did do really well as, as far as other hits she had the one yeah. called self-control that yes yeah, yeah yeah it did really well in canada i vaguely remember it it's a good you know i went back to it and like oh i remember this song like yeah. oh that's a good they had a good hook and yeah. so she also did a version of power of love Oh, okay. The Jennifer Rush song, it was fantastic. Yeah. A must guilt-free pleasure. Yeah. I mean, the Celine Dion, there's a Celine Dion version, but yeah. of course, that's well, all that, good. Well, that's the version I know. So. Future episode. Yeah. Future episode. But um, yeah, this is, this is a huge hit, and there are so many videos of her performances, and some of them she even sings on, which is nice. She doesn't just yeah. lip sync, although there's a lot yeah. of lip syncing out there. Yeah. Yeah. Should we analyze the lyrics? I think uh, going into the lyrics is uh, that that's the natural step, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's see. I mean, we both have different readings of this, so let's let's kind of work our way through it. Yeah. Okay, so we got that first verse. Gloria, you're always on the run now, running after somebody. You got to get them somehow. I think you've got to slow down before you start to blow it. I think you're headed for a breakdown. So be careful not to show it. Tell me what this means. I think it's it's kind of role reversal, right? Yeah. Because in in the original Italian version, it's uh, a man who's longing for a woman who doesn't exist, who he's going to bring into existence, right? But I think this is, um, and and it's not specific, right? 
yeah. uh, in, in, in this version, in, in my mind anyways, that Gloria's longing for someone who it's not anyone specific either. It's, it's just maybe she's longing for the idea of love. Yeah. I mean, she's on, when they say she's on the run, it gives you this sense that there's some sort of danger there. Mm-hmm. But then she's running after somebody. And there's a sort of desperation in it and this notion that she's trying so hard that she's going to ruin her chances. And then it also gives you this sense that this is her last chance, or at least in her head, her last chance to get somebody. Yeah. Which adds to this sort of desperation of it and tension. Yeah. Now, in your experience, is it – and I've read articles – all over the place, but uh, about the whole, it's just like, you know, or, or you hear the anecdotal stories, just like, it's when you're not looking, that's when you find someone. Like, is is that the case here? Like, maybe Gloria should be, like, trying a little less hard? By trying, by over-trying, she's ruining her chances? I think so. I think that's certainly... Should I be trying less, Bill? <laughs> No, I mean that. Should I be trying less? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I guess. Are you a Gloria, Frank? I guess. Is are you a Frankia? Frankia? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. I think so. When you hear this song, does it does it hurt you inside? Uh, no, I, it doesn't because the song is so upbeat. Yeah. The the music around it is just like, like I don't listen to lyrics. Like I I I like feeling. Yeah. And this feels like a fun song. Yeah, it, it does. The the lyrics sort of betray that, but it it's uh it just feels like a fun song. And it somehow works. It's not a betrayal of the song in terms no. of like that the lyrics working against the sound actually add to this both a sadness and yeah. also a a weird joyful sadness. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. I enjoy thinking through the story. And in hopes that she's going to make it out okay. But then there's like that, the pre-chorus or the chorus, I guess, mm-hmm. where he said, you don't remember? Was it something that he said, are the voices in your head calling Gloria? Yeah. And so are, so is it, it, so there's a sense throughout the song that is she confusing what she's hearing? Are there voices or is it yeah. something he said or are you hearing things in your head and you're making assumptions? Yeah. Or is she like purposely mixing messages? Yeah. Right? Oh, Yeah. And it's a bit of a, they, they cut her down. Like, this is a, one of those songs where the narrator kind of is pushing hard on Gloria. Yeah. Because there's that line, the most vicious line to me is, uh, if everybody wants you, why isn't anybody calling? calling? Yeah. Like, oh. I go, I go to sleep crying about that line in my own life. This is an intervention song. Yeah. So this is just as I'm thinking of it here. This is the ultimate intervention yeah. song. Then it leads to that next verse where she says, I mean, I like the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, lo- I love in the lyrics that they have that written out too, right? <laughs> because if you read it a certain way, uh-huh, uh-huh, Gloria, yeah. how's it going to go down? Yeah. Will oh, you yeah. meet him on the main line or catch him on the rebound? Will you marry for the money? Take a lover in the afternoon. Feel your innocence slipping away. This gets really bad. Don't think it's coming back soon. Like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Laura, leave her alone. 
so we know the lyrics have this sort of intervention feel. There's there's this, feels almost like bullying, but they're trying to give some tough love to yeah. Gloria. Yeah, I would think so. Now, what I love about the song, there's so many things, but one of the things is the way she sings. I wasn't able to get a professional to explain to me what this sounds like, but mm-hmm. it feels like vibrato is the right word, where her voice kind of quivers over notes. There's that sound right. Yes, and. Uh... I'd be angry at you for for pointing that out before me, but I know that I've I've stepped on your toes so many times with 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 uh, picking out exactly what you love or or picking right. out songs for mixtapes before. So I'm going to give you a pass on this one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, because I have that written. It's a, there's certain enunciations she makes. Yes, and so like the way she says "remember" is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite parts yeah. somehow of the song. Yeah. Well, and and for me, it's uh, the one line um, in in the first chorus when she sings, uh, "You don't have an answer," or or uh, or even further down, it's like, um, "I think they've got the alias, right?" You've been living under, yeah. That, that but the way she sings it, because it, there's a rawness in her voice, yeah, right, yeah, and and it. I love that when it, it seems everything seems polished and clean and everything, and then there's like. Boom! Like a realness, a rawness about the about the song and the way that it's being sung. I find that if you can sort of have that, have those moments, just all beautiful. And her delivery is so punchy. Yes. And she talked about this that when they signed her, that she wasn't just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. They were shocked at how well she could sing. Because I mean, how old, when was Lord Brannigan born? Fifty-two. So she's 30. Yeah. So she's not coming into this like fresh face and all this. She's already had a life of singing. She's paid her dues. Yeah. So she comes out and she comes out strong. Yeah. She's got pipes. And that video that goes with the song, she's coming out with like, are those thunderbolts on the belt? Like she looks like she's a superhero. (laughs) I know, right? We we need to talk about the video a little bit later, but (laughs) let's let's keep talking about the song and our favorite parts. I, I think for me, it's the the rawness in her voice when when she sings those, uh, and it, and it shows up in in the chorus and the verses. Like you can hear it. There's, like I said, because it doesn't sound clean, but it sounds so beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. And they almost primal. She's in control of her voice, but she's mm-hmm. able to let it go to places. Yeah, that I don't know a lot of other singers. I think in the '80s, it's a very '80s style of singing, mm-hmm. but not. Not many could match that. Yeah. I mean, this is the sad part is her career didn't get its sort of second chance to flourish. Like, she was still touring and stuff. Yeah. But she, she I mean, just, just for history, she had to retire early to look after her ailing husband who was dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And then when she's about to make a comeback, she's actually on an off-Broadway show and yeah. stuff. She ends up getting an aneurysm and passes yeah. away at 52. At, at 52, yeah. yeah. Which is tragic and sad right yeah so i mean you could imagine if she could be around now i mean she'd be 76 Mm -hmm. but she would have had a great 2010s yeah like it would it just would have blown up well particularly the the way that the song has uh, sort of jumped out in in pop culture yeah and and we referenced it earlier but uh um there's the whole st louis blues thing and this and did you did you hear the story behind it yeah 
Yeah, but you'd probably know it better. I, I read it a few times, but still trying to catch yeah. what it means. So the St. Louis Blues in, in 2018, the 2018 season, they were in Philadelphia at this private club. Mm-hmm. And there's the uh, football game on the TV. And every time the... Uh, Every time it went to commercial, like people in the bar and that club would scream out, play Gloria. And uh, the DJ at at the club would play Gloria during right. the commercial breaks. And and uh, the few guys from the from the St. Louis Blues thought that, that it was fun. So they kind of brought that play Gloria back to the team. So every time they won a game, they'd play it in the, play it in the dressing room. Yeah. And then the sort of public announce guys caught wind of that. So... Every time they scored a goal, every time they won a game, it would play over the PA system. Right. And in 2019, this is when it became like this whole uh, St. Louis cultural phenomenon was um, they were at at the All-Star break. They were in last place and they go on this incredible run. I think they won 11 games straight or something like that. They go into the playoffs and they win the Stanley Cup and... You know, every time they score, every time they win, glory is being played in St. Louis. So it became this huge, huge thing, like this this amazing sort of resurgence of this song. Yeah. And uh, and even uh, a couple of years before that, the movie I, Tonya. Yes. It's being played a, a couple of times in that movie, which, yeah. is, which is, if you haven't seen that movie, I think it's fantastic. And speaking of figure skating, I, mean, yeah. I think they might have played I, Tonya during the, I don't know if it was... During the attack on Nancy Kerrigan or not, I, I I couldn't find the scene. Yeah. But it was played in Flashdance. Yes. When Janie is doing her figure skating routine and then keeps falling. So yes. it's also like it matches the sadness of the lyrics that she's not cut out for the figure skating uh, career that she's hoping to mm-hmm. take off. Sorry for bringing things down there, Frank. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I think in, in terms of sort of pop culture, I think the, those are some of the more positive places you can find it. And yeah. Unfortunately, it was uh, it was played during a tweet during the 2019, sorry, 2020 Capital Riots, Yeah, that's right. right. So, the, and uh, Laura Brannigan's publicist. Yeah, her. Yeah, or whatever company that managed her What's stuff. it called? A legacy manager. Yeah, got, got on Twitter to... Yeah. Speak against it. Yeah, which, I mean, good on her, right? Yeah. Um, the song also ended up in Wolf of Wall Street, but the yes. Italian version. Yes, when he yeah, got yeah, rescued yeah. from the, uh, his, his ship almost going down or his yeah. boat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my right. goodness. Oh. It's a tough watch. That was a bit of a gong show movie, <laughs> yeah. eh? Yeah. So, uh, but just back to the song, one of the things I love, I was listening to this song while I was driving over, mm-hmm. and I noticed, like, so I have it on... T- a couple streaming services because whenever someone offers me something for free, I'll take it. Well, yeah. And um, on the one streaming service, it sounded okay, but when I put it on Tidal, which is what I have, right are you allowed free, to say that? Can I say that? Am I in trouble? Well, <laughs> okay. Well, one of okay, that's called. I'll allow it. Yeah, one of the others. Yeah, <laughs> I could hear um, notes better than yeah. I could hear in this other streaming well, service cleaner, that I won't right? name. Yeah. It was way cleaner and it was a master and I could hear the bass line playing yeah. as we head into the chorus and it was so good. Yeah. It's so good. And just the synth is so strong. But yeah, the bass line was what jumped out at me because I hadn't heard it in other s- streaming services. Do we know who plays the bass on her version? Okay, well, let me tell you. It's Lee Sklar. Oh, Lee Sklar. I got, you know where I found this on? Mm-hmm. Title. <laughs> give me the info. Elise Galar is a 
if I got the right guy in just a second here. Oh, you know what, Bill? We need to make a correction. Uh Uh-oh. According to Wikipedia, anyways. So, Gloria, it reached number two behind Lionel Richie's Truly. Oh, really? Yes. Not Mickey? Yeah. Oh, whoops. Mickey supplanted, uh, and I'm reading Wikipedia here for that word because I don't understand what that word means, but Mickey by Tony Basil supplanted uh, Truly by Lionel Richie. Okay. But that's good company to be in, right? Totally. So Lee Scalar is the bass player. Mm -hmm. You want to know where else he played bass? In his garage. How do you talk to an angel? Seriously? Yeah, that guy plays bass on everything. (laughs) He plays bass on all my yeah. He plays bass on all my favorite Phil Collins songs too, and I think he played bass. It all comes full circle. It does. He's 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 great. So there we go. That of course is a great bass line. Well, yeah. This Uh, is now the what's his name? Lee Scalar, Leland Scalar. Leland Scalari yeah. podcast now. So. Yeah. Oh, man. He, he's played on a bunch of songs we've done. Yeah. So what was the one where the guy died by falling off the stage? Do you remember that one? We talked about it. The guy who produced. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, Leland Scalar played with that guy, too. So just, Which one was yeah, that? Yeah, I don't remember. It, it, it was, was recent. Too, it was recent, it? too. Yeah. yeah. All right, oh, one that's of our nice. listeners, please please write us and tell, yeah. <laughs> and tell I, us, I should tell us what we talked I should, about. Yeah, no, I should look over these. The other thing is there's a... have it written down here. So, the course, the best part is that synth opening and throughout, yeah. every time they say Gloria in here, da-na-na, yeah, da na like, That's the greatest thing. When you're yeah. a kid, it was the greatest thing to hear. Because yeah. this is 82, and I know when I heard it, I thought it was great. My three-year-old was just bopping his head. Every yeah, time yeah. Gloria came on, he just started yeah. moving like a bird. There's also this sort of, um, during the musical interlude part, there's this synth sound, like it's a one note key that goes, like that. How's it go? What's a giraffe sound like? (laughs) 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 I'll play it here. Now we'll know what it is. Whatever that is that we just heard, I yeah. really like it. And it had me thinking about the Umberto Tazi version yeah. that has that running throughout it where yeah. it's like, you can hear it just yeah. kind of moving. The synth bagpipes ending was pretty cool too yeah that's that's the other thing i have written down i i I scribbled like crazy listening to this again before we started yeah yeah do you want to hear what umberto tazi now thinks about this song yeah about gloria yeah so he is like, he's fascinating because he does his Italian version. Then when Jonathan King did his version, mm-hmm. he then sang the Jonathan King version in English. Oh, with okay. his, and then when Laura Brannigan's came out, he also recorded a Laura Brannigan's version okay. <laughs> of the song he wrote. He said, 
Gloria was a character in my head with long red hair and designer jeans who ruled the roller rink. She was also a spy who traveled the world on very important missions. Like a cooler female version of James Bond, with a hefty dose of Wonder Woman and all three Charlie's angels thrown in. All the boys adored her, followed her around, worshipped her, chased after her to ask for each and every couple's skate. So we back to the roller rink. I wanted her to be something fierce. I do think I missed quite a bit in my translation, though. My version of the song still makes me smile. So my my big question is, was Umberto Tazi 14 when he wrote this yes, song? Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what a 14-year-old is looking for. It's like, she's in a roller rink? She's a spy? She She's fantastic at everything? Like This is why the Lorna Brannigan version of this sort of regretful Gloria, yeah. who's more like Blanche and Streetcar Named Desire, yeah. who's just like her on, her, on the at the end of her rope, possibly losing her mind too, and just on the verge. Yeah, I was going to say more of like a Shakespearean character, right? Yeah, so, she's yeah. tragic. Yeah. As all get out. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. Okay. All right, so categories categories all right i'll, I'll throw some at you because I, I started thinking of a bunch okay um is this now, the, are these new categories no yeah here's one specifically for this is the is this the best song called gloria yes uh, yes it is i'll give you the contenders that you said okay couldn't. the van morrison version oh okay. of them definitely better than that one yeah the u2 version from october yeah, okay. I'm going to give this to Laura Brandon. Yeah, still. okay. There's also the Lumineers did a version of a, a song called Gloria. Yeah. Which is okay, but yeah. yeah. Laura Brandigan no, wins by Laura a lot. Brannigan, yeah. Those songs all come in seventh, eighth, and ninth yeah. place. She's taking off. <laughs> she's getting her number ones, twos, threes, fours, and so on back. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, new category. It's kind of new category. We've done it before, but what activity? Okay, well, let me try Roller this rink. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, what activity would you do to this song? You say roller rink? Or or the, the the original category was like, where on a date is the best time for this song to come on? Yeah. Like, what what situation? So, I mean, I think this is definitely like a roller rink song or a mini oh, yeah. song, right? Like, it, it's it's an awkward teen first date song. Yeah, it's perfect. Right? And it should come on in the moment that you need it. Yeah. I also think this is a perfect aerobic song. Yes. So if you're going to do a 20 minute workout, you yeah. should play this four times. Yes. And you have a 20 minute workout. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about this for a while. How would you dance to this song? Uh, amazingly. Oh, we didn't even talk about the video, have we? No. Oh, well, this you, works in perfectly. Yeah. With it. How does she dance? To How this does song? she? So, in my mind, if you, if you watch the video, because it's just her on this little stage with a disco ball, and there's one thing that really bothers me about this is she's singing into a mic, which which makes sense, but it's a wireless mic which clearly has an antenna on it. But there's really no need for that antenna in the video, right? Yeah. Because it's she's lip syncing. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, just give her a normal mic. Like I don't understand that. That bothers me. And and I know I'm a petty petty person because well, does that bothers me. Does it bother you that Slash is playing electric guitar surrounded by water in one of the like was it November Rain? Or is he plays it out in the desert in front of that church with nothing plugged into it? Yeah. And I think he might play it while he's sinking in the ocean. Yeah. At least I I think about him sinking in the ocean. Yeah. No, no, I, I think uh, I think Slash kind of transcends electricity. So there's no really <laughs> there's right. no sort of uh, worry about electrocution or anything, right? right? But uh, uh in my mind, it because you can tell right off the hop, she kind of comes out and she seems a bit nervous, right? Yes. 
And I feel like the direction that she's been given is just like, hey, you've been to a family wedding, right? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you dance like one of your aunts or uncles would dance, like right at the beginning? Yeah. Just, 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 just do that and sing the song. It's fine. Well, that's how I would dance. I would dance if I was dancing. I would just dance like I was doing an aerobic routine. Yeah, uh, I do a like a lot of step ups. A lot of step ups, and then just hands up, down, yeah, in, in alternating. And then moving back and forth and yeah. hoping that like 18 other people do the exact yeah. same moves. And and hope that no one notices that you're wearing neon leotards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, it just had me bringing back all those outfits for the 20-minute workout. <laughs> okay, at the wedding, Yeah, I think this, this song, like where would this be played at a wedding? Um, well, this is going to be played as one of the main dance songs. This is, this is a song that you... Uh, if you're ever worried about a lull in the playlist, I think, especially with the people of of our sort of generation, yeah. play this song to pull people back onto the dance floor. Definitely, and I think that at weddings, at least the ones I've been to, there's mm-hmm. always the woman in the red dress. Yes, the this, lady in red. The lady in red. This is the song for her, where she's out there. The wives are looking at her, wondering what's going on. Who who she come with? The husbands are all looking at her and just wondering about who's this mysterious woman. Yeah, is she the queen of the roller rink or is she an assassin? <laughs> <laughs> come to think of it, strangely, at my opa's retirement party sometime yeah. in 1988. Yeah, from the uh, border patrol, or he worked as a he worked as an immigration officer. Yeah. They had this woman who was like, like a kind of a co-host, and she wore this like bright red dress. Yeah, and she demanded that she dance with me, but I was like nine, so I was terrified of her. Well, yeah. Whenever I hear this song, I wonder about that poor woman in the red dress and if she was Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's at weddings requesting this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Krista Berg is saying, "I have a better one for I you." I have a better. Yeah. There, there's a better song for this yeah. situation. Okay, more categories. <laughs> Unless you got one. Am I stealing any of your categories? No, no, no. This, okay. this is cool. Can Michael Bolton sing this? This is a real, this is a good one for Michael Bolton. I think, I think, I think this works for him. And it should because yes. he gave Laura Branigan a song. He wrote, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? That came on her, she was the oh. first one to sing it. So that was on her yes, second album. Yes, that's right, yeah. So it would only be fair that yeah. he sings Gloria and he would do a great version. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Especially those raw moments, right? <laughs> yeah. He, like, he, couldn't, he goes like full yeah. peak Bolton. Yeah, peak Bolton. Yes, please. Yeah, he'd go peak Bolton too early, yeah. but he wouldn't slow down. Oh, no, no, no. So, he, yeah. He would go peak Bolton and then he would amp it up to like ultra peak Bolton. Yeah, he would have electricity running through. The, oh, so yeah. the mic wouldn't need an antenna because he is no. the antenna yeah becoming out of that hair this is why he doesn't uh sing in the ocean because he'd electrocute himself <laughs> he'd kill all the fish <laughs> so all right hallmark movie i think it could be it's be- a tragic hallmark it's a tragic hallmark i think you could if you were to have gloria get her innocence back somehow yeah that she's gonna get saved by somebody or she wakes up and this is all a dream Right. Well, you know, I think she's she's going to be like a Hollywood starlet, but maybe someone off Hollywood. I guess there's no such thing. Off Broadway. Yeah. That's not actually not a bad thing. So off Hollywood, she's like washed up, so to speak. Yeah. But she finds her redemption yeah. in a small town. Yeah. And then so the Gloria thing mm-hmm. uh, maybe is played, but she's going to make it yeah. back. Yeah. It, Gloria at the end of the song is, is a redemption song because yeah. she's 
like glorious again right yeah well it's gonna end because it's a christmas movie it's gonna end with angels we have heard on high and so gloria takes on a whole new meaning yeah and bono's there waiting to try to sing his song but it won't happen no no No, not my hallmark no 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 sorry bono um okay uh all right i went far on these categories jingle i think this would work great for anti-psychosis medication okay i i have no idea what this would work for yeah yeah okay that's just for me um okay uh we're gonna do do they have jingles for anti-psychosis medication they do now (laughs) (laughs) well they have the perfect song for it yes that's right all right mixtape yeah so i went i went kind of basic yep um i went songs with girls names me too. Oh, Go first, though. No, 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 no. I always steal so many of no, yours. It is your time. Are I you pe- sure? Yeah, because I want to know if you if you knew my if you picked the same songs. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna run through these. Yep. Rosanna Toto. Okay. Good. I did not pick it. Although it was on my list. Amanda Boston. Very good. Great tune. Cecilia Simon and Garfunkel. Yep. Sweet Caroline. Neil Diamond. Nice. I, I feel like you're angry. I, I'm not. You know what? Okay. Yeah, so far, we are not crossing over. Okay. 8675309, Jenny, Tommy Tuto. Tommy Tuto. Very good. And then close it off, and I feel like you're going to... Okay, th- so this far, is we on, haven't crossed over. So. I feel that this is a crossover. Valerie, Steve Winwood. Oh, you totally... It was a total crossover there. <laughs> oh, that was... Fair enough. That was my closer. Yeah, Valerie is a great choice. Oh, Because yeah. Valerie is about... Um, I forget her name, but her name Valerie. is Valerie. Her, her name was Valerie, but the guy who wrote the lyrics was thinking about this... Um, she was a singer. I think she was a backup singer mm-hmm. who like got Lauren kind of, Brannigan. yeah, she got kind of lost in the world of drugs and it was, oh. was a song about trying to bring her back. Oh, okay. And so in the similar with Gloria as an intervention song, Valerie is also an intervention song of sorts saying, call, call on me, kind mm-hmm. of call her back. Yeah. Laura Brannigan wouldn't do that. She'd say, Hey Valerie, what's your problem? Hey, you know, so she'd be harder on her. Yeah. Okay. Here's my songs then. Okay. We got, you got that Valerie. All right, so I have Allison by Elvis Costello. So I picked okay. songs with girls' names, but I tried to find songs where they're calling out the the woman to either try to bring her back or to try to give her advice or to just kind of tell her it's going to be okay. So Allison by Elvis Costello has that element to it. Adia by Sarah McLaughlin, okay. where she's trying to tell her we're, we're all innocent. Whereas, of course, Laura Brannigan is like, "Uh uh-uh, not coming back, your innocence. We have Roxanne by the police. Okay. Okay. Almost made my list, but yeah. Right. Sarah by Starship. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, the other Valerie I picked was the Amy Winehouse Valerie. Oh, okay. And then I also, I put in the whole studies Hurricane J, which doesn't fit at all, but I wanted, that's another one where it's like, hey, watch out. You're get you're running into trouble. Yeah. The thing I like about um so looking at this list, the Valerie is Amy Winehouse and Adia is Sarah McLaughlin, but something about guys telling girls what they should do always feels kind of weird to me it in some. wrong, yeah. Yeah, like they're trying to be like control them. Yeah. Whereas Laura Brannigan is like, "Listen. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah. We got to talk." Yeah. It's like maybe I've been here Maybe I have some experience. You need to slow down. Yeah. So um, let me explain. So 
<laughs> Let me explain how the lyrics work to, to all you women out there that don't understand. Exactly. Let me mansplain this yeah. song to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well, we got that mixtape. That's that's a that's a very I well, we'll post it on Spotify. Yeah. Maybe I'll put it on uh I don't know right. if I'll still have title. I think my thing runs out in about yeah. three days. Oh, okay. I'll put it on something. Really quickly, put it on title. Check the show notes. Yeah. Somebody please check the show notes. I put lots of links in there. Yeah, there's oh. so much information in our show yeah. notes. Yeah. So I'm going to put a link to the American Bandstand performance and interview that Dick Clark mm-hmm. has with her, which is great. And I'm also going to put in our show notes when Lord Brannigan sings Gloria on Chips. Really? Yeah. It oh, opens. Wow. It's the opener. And she does like they play the entire song. Seriously. Yeah. And I think That's they're fantastic. trying to solve some sort of crime or someone's cut off the electricity or something. <laughs> but if they have, I don't know how she can still sing. But yeah. Well, she has that wireless mic. So. Exactly. Electricity works wirelessly. Yeah. Right? So you don't, if you cut off the power to the wires, it doesn't matter because she's wireless. Strikes again. Maybe not. The everyday vandal would have just cut the wires. Yeah, you're right, but these have been disconnected and crossed. Somebody sure went into a lot of trouble. So this comes out in 1982. Mm-hmm. She loses the Grammy for best pop vocal mm-hmm. to Melissa Manchester's You Should Hear How He Talks About You. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, so here, I'm going to play this one for you. And you tell me if you've heard it. So let's see if I can bring it up here. I like that. I gotta listen to more of that song. I think that might be an episode. I think Melissa Manchester could be Kenny Loggins from yeah. the sense of it. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I was all set up to criticize it. I'm like, ah, you know what? 1982 is a rough year. Let me list some songs from 1982 just so you can get a feel for how crazy this year was for music. Okay, so I'm gonna start listing 1982 songs. Ready? Yeah. Beat it. Little Red Corvette. The Message by Grandmaster Flash. Rock the Casbah. Sexual Healing. Billie Jean. I'm so excited. Pointer Sisters. Okay, 1982 was a fantastic year for music. Keep going. Here you go. Maneater. Hollow Notes. Oh. Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Culture oh. Club. Come on, Eileen. Dexy Midnight Runners. Our House. Madness. It's Raining Men. The Weather Girls. <laughs> Hungry Like the Wolf. Ebony and Ivory. All right, it's definitely better than Ebony and Ivory. 1999 by Prince. I, the Tiger, Survivor, Jack and Diane, John Mellencamp, Africa, Toto, Abracadabra, Steve Miller Band. How did any Up of these Where song- We Belong, oh. Joe Cocker, and of course Thriller. And then we have Should I Stay or Should I Go, Rosanna by Toto. How did any of these songs stay more than one week at number one? I know, Hurt So Good, John Mellencamp, Only You by Yaz. I Ran by Flock of Seagulls. Wow. More Than This, Roxy Music, oh. Town Called Malice, The Jam. Oh, I Want Candy, Bow Wow Wow, Mad World, Tears for Fears, I Melt With You, Modern English. This is insane. This is like insane. 82 may have been the greatest year for music yeah. ever. So we got, okay, we holy got it a couple of years worth of episodes right Yeah, there. holy cow. That's fantastic. So 
That's all I have. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot. No other categories, eh? Uh, well, wait a sec. I might have more categories. Yeah, okay. I did have Song Universe where I thought yeah. that Eleanor Rigby might be a late oh, version okay. of Gloria. Yeah. yeah. But that really depressed me to think yeah. about. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's think about Gloria in a positive light. I think I think she's going to find redemption by the end of the song. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's so. the feeling I have, right? Yeah, because Dolly Parton's going to give her straight talk yeah. when, she, when she meets her at the church. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay, we've hit up so many categories. I think we've exhausted them. Yeah. It feels good to be back on the category train. Yeah. But I do want to say something to our listeners. I know Lord of Brannigan asked Gloria, do you feel your innocence slipping away? Don't believe it's coming back soon. But let me tell you something. This podcast is all about innocence. Because what we do is we take those songs and we let you know that they're now guilt-free.